Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of That's What She Said, in which we talk about info overload and overlords. Now they're kind of the same thing. So you, I know you, listener, person, friend, you are pretty much addicted to learning stuff. And all the stuff, there's not really a line between stuff that's interesting and stuff that's not interesting to you, or you wouldn't be here, because that's how this works. But I also know that you buy the things, there are the classes and the courses and this sort of endless yearning for more stuff and more knowledge. And if I just know this or that, I'll move forward in my business. And then there's also like, dude, also, I want to learn how to paint. Also, I would like to learn to ride horses. And so you buy all these sort of digital courses and classes and and books and podcasts and downloads and it gets a bit murky because you can't have time for all of them and yet there's this urgency the email comes in it's like there's 48 hours to buy or it's going away forever and you're like shit i'll buy it fine and then it ends up in your hard drive somewhere i know you you're going to start reading those books you've purchased or working through those programs that you've been hoarding on your hard drive or listening to those recordings tomorrow or next week or next month or this summer or next summer or at christmas or your longest break Whatever the reason, you've got no time right now, and you haven't had time for the past few years. But someday soon, you're going to have time. Let's cut the bullshit, okay? Either you care about that thing or you don't. You're going to survive either way. There's no judgment in whether you care about it or you don't. It's simply acknowledging you do or you don't. You have permission to delete the recording or programs you're not going to use. They're eating up mantle bandwidth. They drain your energy by causing you to feel guilty each and every time you stumble across them. You know the drill. You bought something. You come across it on your hard drive and you're like, fuck, I haven't used that yet. You don't feel good about that. You feel horrible about that. If you delete it, it will never happen again. Maybe you've moved on. That information is no longer fascinating or no longer applicable. Toss it. Delete it. Donate it. Recycle it. Get it out of your life. Maybe you've changed your mind. You were gonna take up that one activity, but you're just not feeling it anymore. No guilt. Move the materials you've gotten back into circulation, or at least eliminate them from a place where seeing them makes you feel awful about their lack of use. Maybe your shoulds just aren't strong enough. Yes, you should care about that thing, and you once cared enough to spend dollars on it, 
but the shoulding isn't strong enough to get you to take action. So stop giving the shoulds more energy. Maybe it just sucks. The program is too long, too boring, too fast-paced, too intense, or too cheesy. It's not aligned with where you're going. It feels heavy. You'd rather stab yourself in the eyes with spoons than listen. Whatever it is, honor those feelings. You've only got to pay attention to those things that truly feel as if they're going to serve you in some capacity in this moment. You have permission to move along without doing the homework, completing the task, or listening to the audio. You have permission to skip chapters, to delete videos, or to skim for the best parts. You have permission to use only what you need and scrap the rest. This is your business and your life we're talking about. You're in charge. Further, when you say you don't have time for something, you're actually saying it isn't a priority, and that's okay. You can't care about all the things. You can't march in 48 protest rallies a week while running your business. You can't give your all to 28 causes, 18 organizations, and 41.3 projects. You have to choose, and the choosing is actually really, really good for you, for your health, for your business, for your family, and for who you would like to be in the world. As for what to choose, I suggest a demonstrable good. Where is your business doing some good in the world? In other words, where are you making people's lives better, bigger, or brighter? Listen closely when others compliment you. It will be in there. Bigger, better, brighter. They'll say you said just the right thing, or you put everything together in a way no one expected, or you made a space so lovely and sacred that everyone felt safe being themselves. Bigger, better, brighter. Get that thing you do, your demonstrable good, on your website. Say it out loud in your newsletter. Put it in your bios. Put it on your social media accounts. There's nothing too small to matter, and there's no effort that is too insignificant to count. Let people know what sort of good you do. Also, if you do something as simple as collect and then put jewelry together in interesting ways and curate crazy clothing over the course of eight decades, like Iris Apfel, you could inspire a whole freaking fashion generation and end up as the subject of a darling documentary. So go see the movie, Iris. It's fantastic. When you are busy not doing all those things that cause information overload, it's also your job to touch sacred space. You can meditate for a minute you can take a walk without your phone. You can read the book of your choosing. You can take a hot bath and light candles and eat chocolate and drink wine and do all the stereotypes all at once. You can have sex that goes on and on and on and on and on. You can have an ice cold beer under the stars. There are a thousand ways to touch that sacred space. How you touch it isn't what I'm interested in. I'm interested in making time for the act itself. It's more important to touch sacred space than to cram another strategy, how-to, formula, success recipe, or fixer-upper into your brain. At the end of your life, you will be more thrilled about every night you spent soaking in your hot tub and chatting with your friends or lovers than you will about having read another business book. Garen fucking teed. The next thing is to crowd out when nutritionists want you to eat more veggies, they don't set caloric guidelines sometimes. They simply ask that you crowd out the quote-unquote bad foods with good. Cover 20% of your plate in veggies, then eat normally, then 30% of your plate, and 40, and 50, and so on. Crowding out the place that would normally be full of carbs and steak represents a win, but you still get a dose of all that delicious goodness that you've come to know and love, because holidays. 
Hollandaise people. Same goes for your brain. You don't have to give up all the podcasts you listen to, nor do you have to abandon all the books you've been meaning to read. I have a big stack of them too. That's part of being a lifelong learner and really being committed to growing in the world. Consider though that crowding some of the other voices you're accepting into your life out with your own voice could be beneficial. Where are you expressing yourself? Where are you making time to listen to your own wants, desires, needs, and struggles? Where are you slowing down enough to hear your own thoughts? What are you making that isn't tied to your business? What are you manipulating with your hands in the physical world? Whether you're doing yoga or spinning yarn or making dinner or putting together fantastic outfits or taking photos or painting the walls a new color or curating all the books in your house so that only your favorites remain, listening to and taking guidance from your own voice in the physical world, not the online world, is every bit as important as giving brain space to experts and cramming more information down your gullet. So much of my work in the world is helping people tune into themselves, and this is where it starts, with listening. All I do is notice patterns and point things out. Hey, you've said you're really frustrated with that person seven times so far. Or my hunch is that you aren't frustrated with your business as much as you're frustrated with yourself. Or you say you want to do more of that, but when you talk about it, your voice turns to question marks. What do you really want to do? Experts don't have the answers that you haven't yet bothered to fish out of your internal ecosystem. That's the hard work that only you can do, and it comes from crowding out, from making sacred space, and from giving yourself permission to get rid of all the shit that does not apply right now. Side note, what's popular doesn't always apply. Yeah, I know that that author or that blogger or that video maker person or that artist is very popular, or the enthusiasm of that guy sweeps you up and you bought that $2,000 product that one time, or maybe it was just me, but also you kind of think he's a jerk, or his formulas are too simple, or every time you look at her or him or them, you cringe. So stop listening. What's popular doesn't always apply. And that includes me. If you fucking hate me, turn this off, dude unsubscribe, unfollow, go away. It's totally cool. You have permission. Does the advice being given feel light? Like it's true for you? Or do you want it to be true? Because believing something is true and wanting to believe are as far apart as legit designer handbags and those $40 knockoffs they sell on the street in New York City. There are whole worlds between the two. Does the formula or the advice you're listening to feel like, oh, holy shit, that's the missing step I need? Or, eh, I can give it a try, but it's not quite right. Pay attention to your body, to your emotions, to those tiny physiological fireworks going off inside of you. They mean something and they matter. They're your body's best clues that yes, you're amazing and yes, you're on the right track, but no, this advice does not apply to you. No matter how quickly you can trim the fat, earn the seven figures, double your Instagram following, or triple your sales, those things aren't inherently good or bad in and of themselves, but the steps you take to get there have to feel good or they will ultimately fail. Delete, 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 delete. Find your demonstrable good and show it off. Touch sacred space. Crowd out the experts with your own voice. And remember, what's popular doesn't always apply. In the Maury Povich-like version of the podcast, I'm going to ask if you have a specific 
nagging business problem that you would like to solve live, which means it'll be recorded on the podcast, and you have about 15 minutes, I would love for you to email me, brandcamponline at gmail.com. So you have to agree that you have a problem. You have to tell me about it. And if I believe I can help you solve it, uh, we will solve it live on the podcast. There's a new segment I would like to try out. So brandcamponline at gmail.com if that interests you and if you're feeling like I could help in some capacity. Otherwise, I'd love for you to play along with me on Instagram. I am kkelp. And um, I'm working on some new stuff that I think you're really, really going to love. And it centers around uh, finding your voice and letting it out into the world in all sorts of ways. So if that's interesting to you or you have questions, I welcome your feedback. Brandcamponline at gmail.com, facebook.com slash brandcamp, or on the Instagrams, which is where you're most likely to find me right now. Thank you so much for listening. I will tune in and talk to you next week. And uh, have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.